You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, Joe Gavallis back with the uh, Safe Senior Hour. Uh, remember, um, Safe stands for Seniors uh, Abused Financial Exploitation uh, Senior Hour. We talk about all issues dealing with seniors and primarily those kind of uh, uh, of issues. Uh, but anything of interest uh, that helps seniors uh, live a better life. Uh, remember, we start off of every program, elder abuse doesn't report itself. So we're here uh, just trying to bring situations and issues to your attention that maybe you, that you, that you'll know about you or someone else that might have some issues and, uh, and get it to a professional. And that's why we try to bring in professionals who, uh, who address various aspects for the senior, um, for the seniors. And again, we're, t- we're talking here, we're coming from, uh, um, Atlanta today and it's a beautiful day today. And, uh, we are, uh, honored to have two guests that actually uh, are out in the forefront of fighting elder abuse, especially financial exploitation. Uh, one, and they're both from the Cobb County Sheriff's Office. And as you know, throughout our country, uh, in the United States, sheriffs are, are, are they say, everywhere. <laughs> and uh, we're very fortunate to have here in Cobb County. Remember, Cobb County has a population of 750,000 people. So it's a metropolitan area. Of, of Atlanta, but we have Investigator James Duncan with the Criminal Investigative Unit and Investigator John Kramer also with that unit from the Cobb County Sheriff's Office. The, um, uh, the talk today, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, financial frauds, which are, as remember when we discuss uh, on every week that we talk about abuse Abuse goes to three different areas, one physical, one financial, and one institutional. And you could break those down a little bit more, but by far the biggest abuse is um, financial. And remember, uh, that's 70% of all uh, types of abuse uh, that's recorded. Um, And out of that 70%, uh, the vast majority are are is done by relatives or a loved one or somebody that somebody trusts. But there are also uh, uh, professionals out there that are trying to um, prey on the elderly. And um, as we always also say, why do they prey on the elderly? Is because this generation is usually trustworthy, usually has a little bit of money, and usually not only loves their kids, they love their grandkids and their relatives. So you put that all together, and uh, and the professionals hit on it. So with that, I'm just going to um, let that, let the gentleman introduce themselves and give them the background. So first of all, go investigator uh, James Duncan. James, you want to just give us a background on you and how long you've been in law enforcement? Sure. So on behalf of the Cobb County Sheriff's Office, I want to thank you, Joe, and thank you, America's Web Radio, for having us this morning. Uh, my name's Investigator James Duncan. I've been with the Cobb County Sheriff's Office for almost 10 years now. My 10-year anniversary will be in, in April. And in that time, I've worked the jail division, the court security division, the field operations, as well as now I'm currently assigned to the criminal investigation division. And so one of my responsibilities is to work the fraud, forgery, and elder exploitation cases. And that's what I'm currently doing th- at this time. 
And so I'll let Investigator Kramer introduce himself real quick before we get into anything. Yeah. Well, thank you uh, as well. Uh, Investigator John Kramer, I've been with the Cobb Sheriff's Office uh, for 13 years, uh, as well as James. I've worked the courts, uh, jail, uh, field operations, and have been assigned to investigations for almost six years. Um, we do the for the fraud and forgery, and uh, I've been I've lucky enough to work with James in the um, elder exploitation. Uh, oh, that's great. And I will say I, I re- I'm really proud. I uh, happen to be a Cobb County resident. I'm, I'm really proud of um, of our sheriff's department and all our law enforcement people. I'm a retired federal agent, as you all know. And, you know, we, we can't thank these people every day to go out and go out and, and try to fight the criminal element that, that's out there, whether it be in the white-collar area of fraud or whether it be the burglaries or the physical abuse or or uh, are active shooters. They are all sworn. They get up every day, have no idea what's going to happen to them. And, you know, and all I can say is God bless them. Um, but the uniqueness about the Cobb County Sheriff's Office is that they, for our county, handle all the financial fraud cases. They have an agreement with the, the police department, pretty much handles the other matters, and you guys handle this, which is a burden. Can you all give me some ideas how many cases in the elder abuse world that you you see? So last year, I believe we saw between 300 and 400 cases that were reported to the sheriff's office, and that's either through a financial institution, um, adult protective services through the Georgia state of Georgia, or just a complainant coming in and filing a complaint with us. Uh, and that's and there's other ways that people get crimes reported to us, but those but about three to four hundred is what I would go with. Well, and those are act those are cases you've opened and 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 just knowing doing financial cases. These aren't done in a day. Right. Right. No, Give us some idea what right. it takes for you all to what just go through a, a typical complaint and what you have to do to get it resolved. Sure. So a typical complaint, you'd have your complainant that would file the complaint. Um, they would provide any evidence at the time that they're filing the complaint they believe is required or necessary for the case. The investigator takes that evidence, develops a, a I guess you could say, a course or an idea of how he wants to conduct his investigation. Right. And then follows the evidence to either determine whether he is is able to gain enough evidence to take a warrant on the potential suspect, or if the if there's another course of action that needs to happen with that case. And one thing we are we are mandated by the state of Georgia to report uh, all uh, incidents of of elder exploitation. So, um, if a complainant comes in and files a complaint with us in reference to their finances possibly being exploited, we're mandated to report that to the state of Georgia who has uh, adult protective services that will look into each and every case as well and possibly help the elder set up some type of of assistance if if it is needed. Right. And and remember there, again, um, we're not lawyers. Uh, but they are they are the professional law enforcement. So you have any issues in your in your area, your state, your county, your city, your country? Just uh, you know, contact the professionals, contact a lawyer, uh, your lawyer, or contact in the United States. We have legal aid all over that t- to raise some questions. But what what I'd like to so people understand when you call in about. And, and you, if your listeners know there's such a thing as a romance scam, if somebody wants to give us an idea of what a, a typical romance scam is, 
and the tools that you use to try to, I mean, not giving up secrets, but you, that you need and use to find out, you know, what really are the facts? Sure. So your romance skim will typically start off with, I met somebody online, I met somebody through a chat room or through a dating app, and we try to get the complainant or the victim to give us as much information as possible. We want to know profile names, we want copies of pictures, we want copies of text messages, copies of any type of message board. We want to know everything you and that person have talked about. And a lot of times we can look at those messages and either gain evidence for our investigation or we can look at those messages and based on our experience, kind of give the victim an idea of, hey, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, but you are being scammed at this time. And one of the, the biggest tools for us is that we have to follow the money. Right. So, you know, when the complainant comes in, hopefully they'll bring some type of, of record showing, hey, I have wired X amount of money to this person who who is, you know, letting me believe that, you know, we are possibly entering into a relationship, but the the funds is where we actually get a lot of our leads. Okay, and the way, how do you... Um, uh, so I'd like to add to that real quick. No, sure, so, sure, sure. So, yeah, so it's important that if you believe you are the victim of a romance scam, that you're honest with whoever you report your crime to, whatever county or jurisdiction you live in. Um, admit to the officer or the investigator how much money you gave up. Provide them your account number. Provide them any means that they might need in order to track the money so that they're not trying to find that information because the sooner we can begin the investigation, the better chances we are of determining or developing evidence in our investigation. And in, in, in doing, you know, having done financial cases myself, it's not as easy. I, I, people have an idea you can do these cases because they watch television either a half hour right. or an hour. These are time-consuming. How do you obtain records from a third party? What do you all use? Generally, it's a, a subpoena Correct. of some yeah. sort. Of so some sort to, to a financial institution, yeah. and that could take... 30 to 90 days, depending on the financial institution. So, so most, of these, most of these times, these are lengthy investigations. They're not overnight or, as you see on TV, that doesn't happen right, every day. Right, right. We are basically at, at the mercy of the the financial institution or, or wherever we have sent the the uh, subpoena to, such as Facebook or, or one of these social media sites. Um, and, and until we get that information back, there's really nothing we can do uh, with that particular case. But believe it or not, we have other cases that we are working as well. So we, right. we, we kind of juggle. We're, we do a lot of juggling of cases. How many of these cases, if you don't mind me butting in for a second, how many of these cases, probably not many of them are exactly next door to you in Cobb County. Uh, you have to either go outside of the county uh, or outside of the state and conceivably outside of the nation with these cases. And that that trail has to be a long tour it does and a lot of times i have seen um funds transferred through multiple accounts and now mind you we have to we'll get the subpoena back from one financial institution and track that it was then transferred to a second financial institution well guess what we got to subpoena that information as well so going through these steps after certain amount of, of different banks that the funds are moved through it a lot of times it ultimately ends up in in uh, you know across the pond in another nation um, where we don't have any jurisdiction how, how cooperative up and down that chain or line or whatever you want to call it how uh, are people 
agencies becoming more cooperative and working and trying to get some of these things closed down? I would say, yeah. I, I believe that most of the local, state, and federal agencies are all coming together very well, and, and this has been identified. Um, one of the websites that really identifies it is the Federal Trade Commission. They've worked really hard to eliminate a lot of these scams or at least educate people to prevent these scams from occurring, and, the, and, a lot, and that's caused a lot of the agencies to actually come together where I can contact the GBI, the FBI, the other agencies out there that can work for other jurisdictions and myself, and they're willing to take more of these cases and at least try to do what they can do with them. Yeah, I think what we've got to remember, and, and that this is a worldwide problem. It's just not here in the uh, in the United States. I'm just looking at a statistic that uh, came across uh, the inter- Internet for one of the fraud reporting um, uh, surveys, and it says Canada uh, had over 1,000 romance fraud complaints in 2018, with losses of $22.5 million. Uh, that's just, uh, you know, that's just an amazing amount of money. And and I see where it here says Japan sees an increase in romance frauds. Um, so it's, it's, it's spread out throughout the world, and if people don't cooperate, you'll never get it done. Um, with that, we're going to... Uh, just go, you know, end our first session. We'll start the second session and go into some more examples of uh, financial fraud against the elderly. And I'm going to take this opportunity to, uh, one, thank our guest and uh, Joe, obviously, but also uh, talk about uh, something that's becoming more and more uh, popular as we go along, and that's the uh, tornado body dryer. Now, you gentlemen have probably never heard of the tornado body dryer, but it goes. It is this. This is not a scam. I I, I swear it's for real. Um, it uh, goes in your shower with you, and um, once you get through with your shower, you just turn it on, and the whirlwind action of the body dryer, warm air dries you off in approximately three minutes. And at the same token, a lot of ladies like it, particularly from the standpoint that it dries the shower and does away with the mildew and uh, mold that can happen if you leave water standing or water on your walls or whatever and gets in your grout. But the body dryer uh, dries all that and your body, and you can take your wheelchair in. We had a gentleman come up to us after I'd given a little talk the other day and was talking about his brother that had been uh, wheelchair bound and but they had a shower facility but they went through a lot of wheelchairs because of the rust and uh, this will dry the body as well as a wheelchair so check into it it's called tornado body dryer it's on the you can look it up on uh, you can google it and it'll go right to it it's stands up in your shower and uh, they can even I was talking to the company the other day I didn't realize this I thought they had to be on the outside of a regular jacuzzi but they don't they can be on the inside and um, do the same thing that they do in a, a regular shower so think about it and we'll be back with our guest and host Joe Gavales right after this Happy Oregon homeownership is the result of a good working relationship between the home buyer and their realtor. Make buying your Oregon home a fun and rewarding experience. Get our free guide to happy Oregon homeownership. Act now. Limited availability. Free at realoregonhomes.com. That's realoregonhomes.com. 
Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call plumbing contractor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back to uh, the second session of the Safe Senior Hour. Uh, remember, uh, um, if you want to uh, ask questions or raise some issues or or just uh, uh, want to comment about the show, you can always do it. At the uh, at the uh, email of safe s a f e at americaswebradio dot com. So uh, we look forward to hearing you, and we'll be glad to address your your concerns and your comments on the air. But we're here today at uh, with uh, two investigators from the Cobb County Sheriff's Office, Cobb County, Georgia. Uh, Investigator James Duncan, Investigator John Kramer, and they are on the special unit dealing with financial frauds against uh, the elderly, uh, among other other frauds. And we were talking about uh, the type cases that they work and 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 how these cases are investigated, and how it's not just a a local U.S. problem or a Cobb County problem; it's it, it's worldwide. And uh, that's uh, my phone. Which shouldn't be going off, um, but the uh, as just noticing here again, um, they just arrested 19 in Nigeria for romance and other online frauds. Um, um, a uh, um, I'm trying to think. Cambodia arrested two Nigerian men and Cambodian women for romance frauds. So this is na- this is nationwide. I know Australia is addressing the issue. So this is a very appropriate topic here to talk about. Um, and I will say, in rural counties, and I've said this before, I w- one of our law enforcement meetings, two rural counties that that are uh, the main law enforcement is the sheriff's department, and they don't border each other. They had two instances, a male and a female. One county, each county had one instance, one male, one female, of over $100,000 loss up in rural Georgia. So what's, can you give us an idea? What are you seeing in these romance scams in the way of losses and um, and suggestions uh, how to prevent it to, the, to loved ones or what to look for? Sure. So... When we say romance scam, though, I think I don't know if we've really covered what the romance scam truly is. Okay. And so the Federal Trade Commission has a definition that I really like, and it basically says that, that the scammers often find their victims online through a dating site, an app, or any type of social media, and the scammers create phony profiles that often involve the use of strangers' photo that they have found online. The goals of these scams are often the same, to gain the victim's trust and, and love in order to get them to send money through a wire transfer, gift card, or other means. And I say that to say that, Typically, the amounts vary. It goes anywhere from, I've seen as little as $50, upwards of several hundred thousand dollars. And, and so the first thing we always tell people is, if somebody truly loves you, why are they asking you for money up front? 
more than likely it's somebody you've never met. You've probably never talked to on the phone, though I have had complaints where people have talked to them on the phone. majority of the interaction is either through a social media type aspect, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, or any other source of social media, or through some form of chat room. And so you've never really heard the voice, seen their face, or even you know, met them in person, yet they're asking you for money for, and you can make up whatever it is, because we've, we've heard them all, but typically it's they need to travel somewhere, they need help getting an ID or some type of documentation you, in the country. Go ahead. They don't have a bank account, and, bank and they account, need somebody good. to help them cash a check, and, and they uh, ultimately um, will send a check. Now, it's a stolen check, of course, right. and they will deposit that, that check <laughs> in their account, and then they will immediately turn around and wire the funds out. And then seven to ten days later, those that, that check is uh, returned insufficient or uh, uh, altered, fictitious. And the elder, it, it, it just kind of blows their mind. They, they don't understand what's going on because... They do have. They, they have pictures of these people, and they honestly believe that the pictures that they are looking at is the person that they are speaking with. Right. And and one of the ones I can remember is there was a, a lady who she was dealing with uh, is either a captain or a major in the Army, one of the armed services. He was across the seas, and um, he needed he, – he had a business outside of the Army, and he needed to move some heavy equipment. So he sent her a check. And ultimately, you know, she has taken a, a significant loss. It was a couple hundred thousand. But she felt like the person on that picture was the person she was speaking with. And, you know, and the funds ended up going to, I don't even recall, it might have been Nigeria. But they're, they they want to be loved. They want that communication. They want that companionship. And so they start falling head over heels and for a person that they've never met face to face. And it, it it's kind of sad. You, 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 it pulls on the heartstrings. Um, so it, it, it's rough. Well, it, it is. And um, a lot of times um, these victims are lonely. Mm-hmm. And they will confide one or two people about they found the person, and it's male or female, it's not just one or the other, right. and and that they found the person that's their soulmate or that they are uh, the, the one the, the one person out there for me I was just lucky enough to find, and I've got pictures and I talk, talks about or she talks about her family, and it all of a sudden it takes a while to get caught up in, uh, where they realize that, hey, I've never met them, I've never seen them. I've never talked to him or her. And uh, uh, a real case that they talk about in, in, in North Georgia, and, and I say it because it's so, it just brings it to, the picture very clear about these romance scams. Took about a month and a half to an accountant, uh, retired. She was divorced, lived alone, met this guy on a dating site online. Uh, Nothing happened. They were, the general was in Birmingham. She was in Atlanta. That's about, what, 150 miles away. Figured they could see each other, try to set up meetings. Um, every time she was ready to go, he'd call and say, my business required me to go. i got to get out and meet a client. So she never went to Birmingham. So she invited him to Atlanta, and he set up several meetings in Atlanta, but never could get to Atlanta. 
who was coming through. And finally, uh, it started out simple. He needed, uh, uh, he was complaining he needed $500. His accounts receivable weren't in, and he had to pay his mortgage, his apartment rental or whatever it was. And she said, well, that's all you need. She said, I'll send it to you. And so he said, geez, that's great. Just wire me the money. That would really help. Well, she wired him the five hundred and fifty thousand dollars later she finally realized I've been taken. Uh the authorities uh trace this, traced one of the transactions, I don't know whether it was five hundred or a thousand, but it's just what what the investigator said. The money did go from a county in Georgia to Birmingham, mm-hmm. went to a Western Union office. And so when they went to talk to the Western Union, where who picked up this money, looking for videos? They said, well, nobody did. We were instructed to wire this money to Toronto, Canada. The Canadian authorities went to Toronto, Canada, went to the, the, the store or, or Western Union, whatever it was, said, who picked up this, uh, say, uh, $1,000? So, well, nobody. We were told to wire it to Amsterdam. They went to Amsterdam. Uh, in the Netherlands, and they checked there, and they said, well, who picked up this $1,000? said, well, nobody. We're told to wire it to Lagos, Nigeria. So here, what this points out, here's this woman who thinks she's found somebody very compatible, has invested $50,000 of her hard-earned money, retire money, whatever it was, very trusting. Remember what we said at the beginning of the show, trusting, a little bit of money. Um to find out she never was talking to anybody in Birmingham, Alabama, nor in the United States. So this turned out to be a, a real eye-opener. And it took a very, very close friend to tell her, you've got to go to the authorities, the gentlemen, you know, like the like the investigator sitting here, because it just it, they're embarrassed to say it. So you need to get a little push to help people uh, go to the professionals to help them. But there's 50,000. I think we just heard you all say... What, you heard some over 100 or Over 100, I mean, yeah. I've got a story where a $10,000 loss of a lady, life savings, sent it to a guy to set up a home in Sydney, Australia for her. She was going to take a one-way ticket to Sydney, Australia to meet the love of her life. Somebody she'd never talked to, never met, bought the ticket. Luckily, family was in, able to intervene before she took the wow. flight. But I, to this day, I still believe she'd have flown to Sydney with no money to get home and been stuck at the airport in Sydney because there had been nobody there to meet her. So... These guys convince people to change their whole outlook on life. They really do, and and kind of feeding mm-hmm. off your story. Sure. Um, I have been to a house twice here in Cobb to tell a lady that the money she is sending out is going to fraudsters. You're, this is not the person. She kept sending money. She sent money after the first time. She sent money the second time we were out there. We can't stop her. We can only advise her, hey, this is a scam. You are not involved with this subject. This subject does not exist. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Joe, I just want to emphasize that folks can email us safe at America's Web Radio if they are having a problem, they don't know who to go to. I guarantee, as they used to say in Louisiana, I believe, <laughs> we will see that it goes to the proper authority. Joe will take care of seeing that it goes to the whatever agency, be it Cobb County or wherever it needs to go. We will see that it gets there. Just email safe 
at America's Web Radio if you feel like you're involved in some kind of a scam. Right, and we'll get it to the professionals, and they'll look at it, and it's hard to convince people once they're involved and what the investigators say. you got to remember, when they use the term here, the adult protective people, that you have a right to self-determination. If you haven't been adjudicated through a through some professional court or somebody that, that there's a conservator or somebody else over your funds, you have a right to do with what you want with your money when you, when you want it. Um, I do think that, that, that we, we, we hit on this, this romance scams, and the reason why we do it is probably very vulnerable now. There's some estimates, I think it's over like $30 uh, b- billion dollars yeah, I've heard, have, I've heard been, have been lost on that. But that will end this session, and we will be back, and we'll go into some other types of scams of, on the financial nature. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. And again, we want to remind everybody, if you have trouble getting in and out of your shower or have any kind of uh, bending over problems, there is a couple of answers, actually. There is the Tornado Body Dryer, which you can install in your shower with you or next to your, uh, if you have a walk-in tub or jacuzzi or whatever, it can be installed either in that unit or just on the outside. They also have a very unique wash <laughs> washing machine, body washer, that uh, you can install in your shower. So look into it. Go to the website, Tornado Body Dryer, and it will explain how the body dryer works as well as how the uh, washer works in your shower. That's Tornado Body Dryer. We'll be back right after this. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, welcome back to our our third uh, session here um, on the Safe Senior Hour. Uh, We're uh, fortunate today to have two professionals with us. uh, And these are investigators from the Cobb County Sheriff's Office. One is investigation, investigator James Duncan, and the other is investigator John Kramer. 
and we've been addressing the issues of financial fraud. They are specialists in the in their department working financial crimes um, associated with the elderly. And I think you said it up to one time there are like three hundred you have on on record. Uh, so these gentlemen are are, are very very. Uh, um, knowledgeable about the idea of financial frauds against the elderly. Uh, we talked about romance scams, and which were very prevalent not only here throughout the United States. Can can you all address the uh, sweepstake or lottery scams, and just give an idea of what how you see it and how you get your complaints on those? Sure. So most of your what the Federal Trade Commission calls price scams. We've heard them call lottery scams, sweepstake scams, uh, scams. Jamaican lottery scams. Um, typically, the way they work is is you're notified out of the blue that you've won a large sum of money, and the, the amount of money can vary, and that you need to pay taxes or some type of fee to gain those funds. And there's a couple things we always, the unit likes to tell people, one of which is, did you enter any type of sweepstakes or lottery? If you didn't enter anything, then you probably haven't won anything. Um, number two is, is you normally don't have to pay fees for something you've won. Typically, they will take the fees out of your winnings and then give you the rest. And so those are the two biggest things I tell people to look for is, A, did you remember entering any type of lottery, sweepstakes, anything like that? And B, always remember, well, if I've won, so let's just say a million dollars and you need 100000 to pay taxes, fees, whatever, okay, well, take those, take that $100,000 out and give me the other 900000 You don't need me to send you money to gain money. And so those are the two biggest clues, to, you know, that we give people. And uh, I don't know, you, you gentlemen say it, it, it's just hard to convince people that you didn't win. Right. And that's the hardest thing is. Uh, we just heard the other day, we were at a law enforcement meeting with, uh, with these gentlemen and, and, and with other, other representatives, and I forget where the case was, but uh, they went and told this woman she hadn't won. I think that was, uh, it was another department. Mm-hmm. And about four years ago, convinced her, got her to stop. Three years later, they get a call from from her daughter and says she's back at it, and she's just uh, uh, paid out fifty over fifty thousand. I think it was fifty five thousand in in fees because they keep telling her she won, she won, and she was waiting for her uh, Mercedes. The last thing she told her daughter, my Mercedes should be coming down the road here. Yep. And one of, one of the things that you'll notice when you receive these calls is you've got to pay that fee, as James was saying, but. What will take place is that those people will contact you back and say, "Listen, we've hit a, a snafu. We've uh, your your winnings are there, but they're caught up in customs, and so you've got to pay an X amount of money and 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 to get that the funds out of customs. So they'll pay that those funds, and then a day or two later, listen, we've you know there's something else come up now. Now you've got to pay the taxes on it, and they will continue to." Um, Keep the scam going until you run out of money, essentially, or you right. have you get wise to what is going on. Uh, and it is hard to convince people that that they have not won anything, uh, especially when they haven't entered anything. Especially somebody that's lost a large sum already. It's hard to convince somebody. Hey, I know you've already lost fifty thousand, and I promise you this is a scam. Well, but in order to get my fifty thousand back, in order to get my fifty thousand back. I need just to spend ten more thousand, or five more thousand, right. or one thousand, and so there's always that that hook in them that if I just spend this little bit of money, I'll get all my other money back, and that's one of the ways that a scammer will play into you is they'll get a, they'll get your emotions going, and they'll get you to believe something that's not really true, and as long as your emotions are involved, you're emotionally attached to this 
whether it be a romance scam, grandparent scam, lottery scam, any type of scam, once your emotions are involved, it's hard to let go. And it's hard to convince somebody to let go. How, I want to ask, how do they, other than driving by my house and taking a picture of me, realize that I'm 110, Moses was a good friend, but <laughs> how do they, and, and do you ever lead it back to the, a caregiver or people that turn their names in how do they get my name or i know i have sucker written on my forehead but how do they where do you all trace back the original contact i i honestly think they're just cold calling people i mean they they have received a list of some sort it's it's on the dark web um it, it the reason they end up with the elders is because the elders like Joe said earlier, they, they had that trustworthiness. You know, they, they they trust people. We grew up when a handshake was worth something. Absolutely, and, and this still does happen to other folks. But most of the times, we hear about it from Adult Protective Services or a bank, um, or even a, a family member will come up and and let them let us know what is going on. By the way, I want to throw out something else. In the 1996 during the Olympics or in that era um, I had three different friends that all educated very well educated one of them had 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 a large business another had a large business and the uh, third was retired but they got the Nigerian scam and one of them was for needles like um for hospitals and so forth and um, he got hated to admit it but over a few beers he did admit what he had <laughs> lost and uh, the other one they literally flew him to London and he saw the money this is the 200,000 you're going to get back you know and here was a suitcase full of money and you know we're going to you're going to get all of this back we got it covered and all. So it's not, it, it is the elderly because they're the easiest target, I guess. But, you know, it, it's everybody else is subject to it. So everybody wants that almighty dollar. Greed. Yes. I think it's absolutely a free gift. Yep. And, and whatever they can do to get it, you know, they, they're going to get it. Are you and saying they have no morals or ethics? I think when it comes to money, the brain kind of goes out of their their head, and they they're, they're is that the scammer or the or the victim? The victim and the scammer, actually, you know, and 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 they're and they've got their their blinders on, and all they see is that that end money. Hey, you're going to win two point two billion dollars. It, it goes back if it's too good to be true, it's, it's not true, is. and then it probably isn't. And people lose sense of common. They lose their common their their notion of common sense when it takes place. Um, it 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 affects everybody. I I know of a case where the um, the priest preacher pastor or priest of this of this church bought it hook line and sinker on the it's the Nigerian print scam um, and um, was so convincing that he got the board of this church to all invest in it. Mm-hmm. And their total was about, I think they lost almost like $80,000 on the idea that all this was paying fees so that 
uh, so that the people in Nigeria could get their $8 million and they were going to get a fourth of or some ridiculous thing. And they never met anybody, didn't know, but how it snowballed. So, you know, don't, you know, don't lose your common sense and, you know, tell somebody, have a confidant that you know, whether it is your, 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 your pastor, your preacher, or whatever religious leader it is, whether it's a, a, a close friend or somebody, you know, you want to talk to, talk to law enforcement. Talk to somebody adult protective. If, if you start to issue money to a person you don't see that you've never met, question it. That's all anybody says. It doesn't happen that way. I, I, I do want to go with, with these gentlemen because the scam that's hitting everybody all over the United States, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I know it's hitting in Canada, too, is a call from um, a law enforcement or a court saying you missed uh, uh, the subpoena scam or you court. Do you want to go right. into that and, and sure, give so some guidance here? Sure. That's also known as the grand jury scam, the IRS agent scam, or just the warrant scam. Right. And that basically is you get that anonymous phone call or that cold call saying, hey, you were either involved in a crime, you were scheduled for court and didn't appear, or you were supposed to be a member of a jury and you failed to show, and you don't have a warrant for your arrest. And that plays into your motions, in, as in most people don't want to be arrested and go to jail. They automatically just, well, okay, well, what do I have to do to take care of this? And right. so they'll tell you what they have to do, and that's typically they want you to go either get a preloadable gift card an Apple gift card, or some form of currency that's not a check, cash, or credit card. They typically want you to go to Walgreens, CVS, whatever store, buy a gift card, and then read them the 16-digit number on the back of the card. And once they have that number, they can withdraw the funds from that card, and, and your money's gone. There's nothing we can do to help you with most of the businesses. Once you give them the number, they consider that, that you wanted to transfer the money, and the money's now gone. And so there's a couple things to think about. I'll let John cover of how to avoid those. First and foremost, you will never be asked to pay a legitimate debt with a gift card. Thank you. Pay, pay a legitimate debt to a governmental agency. Right. right, with a gift card. Right. If somebody says you need to pay with a gift card, hang up the phone. <laughs> I think the other thing I'd like to throw in is that the IRS doesn't pick up the phone and call you. Right. Nor does, nor do many other right. law enforcement second. agencies. Yeah, if we want to come talk to you, we're going to come and knock on your door. And that's when I go out the back door. <laughs> you might. Maybe we'll have someone around back. Yeah. Well, but typically law enforcement's not going to cold call you until you have a warrant. That's that's another red flag that most people should be aware of. Is is we typically like the element of surprise, and we're not going to just call you and say hey, you have a felony warrant for your arrest because usually they give you some heinous crime like murder, rape, or mm-hmm. something that you know would scare you into wanting to find out why is this warrant out for my arrest. And that's that's one of the biggest red flags. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I, my my experience dealing with many, many law enforcement agencies, I don't know anybody call up and say, I'm coming out to arrest you. That's like, what? You know, they just go, well, that doesn't make sense. Let's say, what did the FBI do with Stone? They didn't call him and tell him he was coming out. They got him at 6 in the morning here. They sent the SWAT team out at 6 in the morning here. But but that that is important. And, and, you know, please call. If somebody calls you and saying you owe money or you can take care of a fine through the cards or whatever, please call your sheriff, your police department, 
the courts, let somebody know what's going on. Because th- this this is this is really bad. When you lose trust in your judicial system, uh, this is sad. And they uh, another element that they like to throw in is um, when you're on the phone with them, they'll tell you, "Don't hang up, don't hang up this phone." We're, I'm going to be on the phone with you while you drive don't to Walgreens, and then I'm be on the phone with you so that you buy that gift card and then you can give me those numbers. Well, you know what? Hang up the phone. The minute right. they say don't don't hang up the phone, you're done. Well, with that, we'll uh, we'll hang up this session and move on uh, to our last session coming up. And uh, again, this is the Safe Senior Hour. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back for our final segment of the uh, Safe Senior Hour. Again, uh, remember, elder abuse doesn't report itself. So, you know, please uh, advise your friends and your relatives and anybody who you think has some issues here. Uh, please uh, report it to a professional in your area and and get some help because I think that's that's the best way to combat all types of abuse. Again, questions, comments, you can get it to us at uh, safe at americaswebradio.com. Um, please send those comments in. And and uh, we're very fortunate today to have two uh, guests. Uh, one's investigator James Duncan from the Cobb County Sheriff's Office and investigator uh, John Kramer from the, also from the Cobb County Sheriff's Office. They are in the uh, financial Crimes a unit specializing in elder and elder financial exploitation. Um, we want to touch base now on on uh, just a couple issues as we start to wrap this up. But one, our financial investment frauds. I know uh, seniors are are sometimes targeted. Have you all seen those and experienced any of that in your investigations? And just some general. Uh, statements about those, please. Sure. Um, so usually those kind of frauds involve you getting a cold call or somebody giving you the opportunity to invest in something that you have to invest either a large sum or small small sum of money, but the return comes with that, with no risk or very little risk. And so with that comes 
you know, hey, if you invest $100,000, I promise you I'll give you a million dollars back in return. Yeah. And, you know, something like that where it goes into the, I guess, the saying of it could be too good to be true. Right. It's just something we mean. We're not saying don't invest. We're not saying don't try to build your financial portfolio. Just be careful. I mean, there are businesses and professionals out there that can assist you with that. And if you need to, you know, contact a financial planner or a financial advisor, I'd recommend doing that. But just be mindful of what you're trying to invest into. Right. Don, you have any comments on that? Or have you seen any cases? I have. And so, as James was saying, you know, speak to a a financial advisor. That is the – if you're looking to build your portfolio and and save some money – then you need to do that with a legitimate business person, a, someone that you can go sit down and talk to face-to-face and have a plan, um, know what you're getting into. A lot of these will revolve around, hey, you need to take care of this today. Right. And, and they're, they're, they're tugging on your emotions. They're, 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 they're kind of setting the hook to uh, get ready to take your money. And so, you know, nothing has to be done this day. Well, it, I think some some other comments about financial frauds are, you know, don't trust promises on usually high returns or risk-free investments. Uh, every investment contains some amount of risk. And, uh, you know, right now, I don't know what interest is paying. I saw an average for your savings at 2%. Um, but somebody says they'll pay you 15%. You know, you want to look at, you want to check on it. And we just talked a comment about it. Um, don't uh, don't feel rushed. You know, everybody says you do it now or you'll never have this opportunity. Well, that's not true. That should be a red flag. Um, remember, offshore investments are are uh, are might sound lucrative, but you know, if there's a problem, um, I know these guys would like to go to the Caribbean, but they don't have jurisdiction in the Caribbean. <laughs> And it's hard now to try to deal and get your money back from a from a foreign government or foreign entity. Um, Joe, I'd like to ask um, both of them. Actually, this has got to be a sticky wicket for you all when you get a call either from a family member or a friend or whatever that I think Sam's being something's going on. But you walk into a medical situation like the, in the first stages of Alzheimer's or the first stages, stages of dementia or whatever, that's got to put you all into between hell and high water or something. Uh, how, do you, how do you deal with this? Or I mean, you all aren't doctors. You're sheriffs. Uh, so how do you get in or out or run like hell? Go ahead. Um, so when it comes to, like, dementia or those kind of cases, a lot of it is, I mean, we, we interact with the family a lot in those cases as well. Um, we try to get a baseline understanding of where the person's at and their history in terms of, you know, how was he a couple months ago? What is he, what, what is he saying or she's saying now that makes sense and what doesn't make sense? And, and then also if there's anything written down, such as right. a will or, or a trust, um, you know, a lot of these situations – can turn sad, um, and it's always best to have something written, something that you know the courts can then look at and say, "Well, listen, he he needs somebody to look over his money, and and this is now what we're going to to do, you know, we're, and we're going to follow his wishes because this would be typically written when when he was in the right state of mind, and he or her." Yeah, no, I, I think it's a good, po- a very good points, and. And remember, I, I know in Georgia, 
that if you think there's a there's a there's an issue that there's always redress through the probate court, mm-hmm. whether you could name a um, conservator conservator of the funds or a guardian guardian. Or a lot of people will, you know, that where these scams take place are dealed through a power attorneys. Power attorneys are very fine instruments but can be abused. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that, on the power of attorney? I know we have a new law in Georgia that enhanced the power of attorney uh, statute making uh, making it a crime to uh, uh, misuse these power right. attorneys. I, the only thought I would have is I, I would seek legal advice until what better fits your situation. I'd contact a family attorney right. and see if a power of attorney, a guardian, or conservatorship best fits your unique situation and let them assist you in making those determinations. I, I know in Georgia, and we tell everybody, and, and, and people are shocked, when you issue a power of attorney, you also can rescind a power right. of attorney. Absolutely. And you can issue a power of attorney for specific things. That's why when we talk about we're not lawyers, but consult with a lawyer, consult with legal aid uh, before you entered into these. Uh, but remember, you can always rescind it. Absolutely. And a- another point you might want to consider is maybe have a, a second person. So so you have a check and balance mm-hmm. type situation mm-hmm. where, um, you know, if, if – if son is the power of attorney, then maybe daughter or nephew can kind of just look over and make sure that he is following what he's supposed to be doing and not kind of going outside of the scope. Right. No, I, that's great advice. Um, I, I, I think uh, these investment schemes, people are always looking for it, and you're getting a, a lot of it, it. You know, don't rely on information you receive from one source. Use the internet. Use professionals to check something out, because if somebody can send you documents, it always can be created that are phony or phony documents, or phony promises that are in very slick, nice promotional material. Mm-hmm. So be 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 leery there, and um, and remember, if it sounds too good to be true, <laughs> that sounds crazy. Well, I know we harp on it. It probably is not true. Because that is that is one of one of the goals that that, that you know guides that people look at as we go through. But that was the inv- investment scams. Um, have you guys run into anything else? Other scams that are out there that uh, that where you've seen? Uh, real quick, talk about family. Um, since we talk about the biggest uh, elder abuse is financial, and the biggest per- perpetrators financial abuse are relatives or caregivers. Any suggestions on dealing with that? So, in my experience, um, when it becomes a, a, a family member that might be exploiting the elder, um, it becomes a sticky situation because family members don't want to uh, press criminal charges right. or move forward on prosecuting their loved one. Um, you know, again, it kind of comes back also as... How were the funds set up to be distributed? How were you know? There's got to be some type of guidelines, and if 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 something is set up, then you can kind of um, look at that as a as a starting point to kind of move forward. Well, I I, I also think as, as you look at dealing with relatives, I mean there are different situations. You get into to nephews and and, and not some. Don't forget when we're elderly, our kids are in their 30s or 40s or 50s. So, you know, when we say the kids, you're thinking of young kids. They're not. These are these are well-known adults to know what they're doing. And their excuse for taking the money a lot of times is, well, I'm going to get it anyway when you die. Right. 
Well, that's not that 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 all might be true, but it has nothing to do with your ability to take money from an account that that maybe you're not a signature on and and fraud doc uh, fraudulently signed documents. The um, uh, other issue I think you've got to look at if you have a friend that's got caregivers coming in. Um, we've had cases uh, where uh, um, the the caregiver will be there for might might be there for several months and nothing everything looks fine. And I know one case was they looked at the uh, the and, and I'm guilty of this. I don't. Do my checkbook every uh, uh, reconcile my checkbook? Well, the seniors didn't, and so they're looking at it, and they have checks like 101, and they're up to about 110. But people were out behind taking check like you know 140, 141, and cashing it because the balance was going down. Nobody understood why. So every once in a while, it's good to have a friend come in and help mm-hmm. help with the senior and look how are things going, how are your credit card bills. Another example was a, a situation where they had a credit card bills and, and they found out that the credit card was used to buy liquor and the woman was a teetotaler. So did you give anybody permission? No, you know, things right. like that. So there's just some guidance that, that we, we like to have people look at. But again, if you suspect anything, contact your professionals, local law enforcement, the sheriffs, the police, or adult protection, somebody, just let somebody know that, that there might be some issues. And again, listen, they don't work. Every case, you don't get a perpetrator. Do you all, I know Joe does, but does the Sheriff's Department, do you all go out and speak to elderly organizations? Is, we, we try to. Um, it, 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 it all depends on the if you know if they're in a home or if they're in a senior living community um we try to reach out to them as much as we can to go and educate to go and speak and you know that's one of the things that um i wanted to bring up as well is these scams these taking advantage of people especially elders um we need to get the word out it's it's vital because there are so many different types of scams out there that people get taken advantage of. Um, if people share their story, they don't have to give out the exact dollar amount. They can make it $10, $100, whatever it is. But if they share their story and they make someone else aware of it and it kind of filters or, or moves down the line, the more people we have aware of these scams, the better off we are. And, and, and I will I, I will say when I go out and speak to different groups, the North Georgia Elder Abuse Task Force, that when we're out, we uh, uh, we always bring local law enforcement, sheriffs, police, uh, and uh, adult protective services. But with that, I think we uh, we're going to wrap up this segment for uh, today. We want to thank our guests and uh, and one quick comment uh, by each one of them. And again, uh, Investigator Duncan, Investigator Kramer, go ahead. And if you'd just be interested in have a presentation or being able to talk about scams, please reach out to the Cobb County Sheriff's Office at seven seven zero four nine nine four seven five two. And I just want to say thank you all very much. Yes, thank you. We appreciate it. Look forward to you all be safe, and we appreciate what you all do. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.